Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friend Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live of the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. On today's episode, oh boy, tons more on the CM Punk situation with AEW, including an injury that kind of complicates matters. We're going to get to that in a little bit. we got a SmackDown preview. We're going to be talking about Impact Wrestling on the victory road to Bound for Glory. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about Roman Reigns and the WWE title plans. What Johnny Gargano was thinking when he was making his decision to come to the WWE. But first, CM Punk. Uh, the, the, the drama surrounding CM Punk. Ongoing, Larson. Yeah. What's the latest here? So, you know, when, when CM Punk showed up at his media scrum post all out, it seemed like he went in with the intent of of going off uh, on Colt Cabana, on the Young Bucks, on Hangman Page. Um, and uh, on yesterday's Wrestling Observer Radio, Brian Alvarez mentioned, quote, uh, if you talk to people there, they believe that this, his tirade, was planned and he was fully intending on doing exactly what he did on that day. Melser agreed, stating that it was clear that you know, him walking into the scrum and, like, cutting this huge promo was planned. Uh, Melser added in this week's newsletter, quote, one person noted that Punk, two weeks ago, when he returned, said the press conference after the pay-per-view would be interesting. 
Uh, Wade Keller noted on a recent PW Torch VIP audio that Tony Khan may have known that Punk was going to do something at the media scrum, saying that these transcripts are from cage side seats. I was told, quote, I was told that Tony knew something was coming from Punk and he had some idea he had something he wanted to bring up. So watching Punk, he had the agenda. Uh, so Melser added on yesterday's Wrestling Observer Radio. Well, let's. Uh, let's oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I don't yeah, mean let's, to cut you off. Let's just let's sort of pause there yeah. because that, that, that there's additional different stuff. But the idea that he went into that, like clearly he goes in there, and uh, the, the the first thing that was just suspect was the fact that he didn't even he wasn't asked a question. Yeah, he brought up to Nick Hausman something about Colt Cabana and decided to go off. What is interesting is if Tony Khan had any inkling that he was going to bring up these issues. I don't know. Like, wouldn't you sort of run it by and say, hey, so. So what exactly? What? We'd be like, first, my first question is, what exactly are you going to bring up? <laughs> hey, can we have a talk real quick? Yeah, let's 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 go over this. You know, like I imagine you would a promo, ideally, at least, you know, right, like, yeah. what are you going to talk about? <laughs> right, you want to yeah. bring up that you didn't you did that that you had nothing to do with Colt the uh, moving from uh, AEW to Ring of Honor. Yeah. All right. You want to bring right, that up? Cool. You want to say you had nothing to do with it? Fine. Yeah. You want to okay. say what about Hangman Page? <laughs> Why are we bringing up Hangman Page now? Why are you bringing that up was, the EVP? That shit was two weeks ago. Yeah. Why so yeah. I mean, you would think you would think if 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 Tony had some inkling or some knowledge that Punk wanted to bring something up, maybe go over it with them. Maybe they did, yeah. and, and Punk was like, "Oh, I just want to talk about the cult stuff." Maybe it's just that. Yeah. And, no, no, and you know, made it here. It's it's entirely possible. Punk was like, "Oh, it'll be fine." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, know. I know. Hey, man, trust me. I yeah, know exactly. Exactly. There won't be any pipe bomb at this uh, media scrum. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, uh, also in yesterday's Wrestling Observer Radio, Meltzer brought up that there was already a quote. There was already a lot of divisiveness when it came to Punk, and then he was quote rubbing people the wrong way. Meltzer says, from Punk's standpoint, he was trying to, quote, teach these guys how to draw money, try to give them good advice, and he was very frustrated. There were people who were listening, and there were other people, Hangman, who weren't listening. He didn't realize that a lot of the guys that are there were told so many times that everything they're doing is wrong, and some, some of them have gotten very, very successful doing things the way they were told were wrong. So when somebody comes and tells you that you're, what you're doing is wrong, it's going to have that effect of not listening because the business is rapidly changing. It's what Punk himself called it, the old head point of view. Yeah, exactly. Uh, enough of that old head point of view. Exactly. Well, it sounds like he's coming in there doing that. Yeah. Um, so Melster talks about, uh, I think he said he having a conversation with Jericho about something similar where you watch these wrestlers who are coming up, you know, over the last few years and get popular doing things that in the past would have been the wrong way to do things. Yeah. And yet they're taking what, historically have been uh, considered wrong in, rest, in the wrestling world and making them work. Mm -hmm. And Jericho said at the time, essentially, you got to keep up with the times. You got to evolve with the sport of professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, and Melster brings up uh, uh, Bill Watts, who had two tenures in charge of WCW. And, and, and Melster says Bill Watts is like one of the smartest pro wrestling minds he had, he had ever met. And like his first run was fine. He, he left came back later, and he was completely out of touch mm -hmm. with the industry because the matter of a few years, the industry had changed so much, yeah. and he hadn't. Um, yeah. I mean, just last night on Smash Zone, we were listening to that audio clip of Cody and Jericho talking crap yeah. about CM Punk, referring mm -hmm. to himself as locker room leader, and that seems yeah. to be a consistent thing. Even yeah. if you go back to Ring of Honor, 
mm-hmm. where CM Punk kind of wanted to be seen as locker room leader rather than just letting it happen. Yeah, right. And if right, he, right. I understand the point. If if like if he says, "Hey, I'm here. If anybody wants to talk, anybody wants to go over tape, anybody wants some advice, my my door is always open." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've yeah we've heard you, numerous times yeah. about you know people certain people that wrestlers will go up to. Hey, I have a question about yeah. this, that, the other, and I'm sure I'm sure in many ways. Uh, CM Punk is probably a really good guy to go up to and say, hey, I have a question for you. That's an entirely different thing to be given, doling it out unsolicited. Exactly. And then being upset when somebody like Hangman Page, because, dude, it seems clear. If you if you listen to, like, when he talks about Punk uh, Hangman going into business for himself, yeah, there's a bit of bullshit there because you and I have talked about this. It was like, okay, this is a story that you have already picked up before it's a natural evolution of what they were talking about with eddie kingston what they had talked about before that where punk in the in the locker room isn't exactly the most loved guy yeah and so i suspected just using common sense that can't be it and then of course when he brings up later on this guy says he's not going to take advice from terry funk well if you actually watch the tape of hangman adam page uh, where he talks about not taking advice it ain't that at all it's he's just says, I'm not a very good listener. I prefer trial and error. You know, even if somebody told me to do something, I'd probably I, I probably wouldn't be able to listen. It's very self-deprecating it is, is the way is. he's, he's and, approaching it. And the person who asked the question includes CM Punk's name in the question. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I wonder what his answer would have been if CM Punk's name wasn't included in the question, because, yeah, yeah. he he he, he kind of laughs. Before mm-hmm. giving his answer and says, yeah, yeah, I'm not very good at taking advice. But yeah. he says it with a laugh, you know, like he's being totally self-deprecating there. Like he's, he's saying it as, as, a, as a slam against himself. Like, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of bullheaded. It's a guy who's very self-aware. Um, and so it, it seemed like it might have been that. And maybe for all we know, during their actual feud, maybe the reason why it was wonky is because Punk wanted to do it a certain way. Hangman was a champion who's come a long way. Uh, in a very short amount of time, doing things the way he knows how to do it or doing things the way that Kenny and him has discussed, the Young Bucks, et cetera, et cetera. Phil comes in and he's like, hey, we should do this. And Hangman's like, well, that's not really going along with my story. This is pure speculation on my part, by the way. Um, But obviously, the miscommunication between the two uh, and, and Punk's perception that people aren't listening to him clearly rubbed him an awful way. Yeah, uh, and and that seemed to be the, the the crux of the him and the hangman stuff. Yeah, and seemingly, you know, if you, if you separate the cult stuff, you know, the rumors going on that Punk was responsible for him mm-hmm. being moved yeah. to Ring of Honor. If you take that aside, it just sounds like just this alone, him maybe doling out unsolicited advice to people who mm-hmm. hear said advice, and be like, why would I do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would see why that alone would be enough to to, to ruffle some feathers. You know, dude, I, this is this is sort of besides the point, but it's kind of not. One thing I've learned because I got, you know, I got three older stepkids. There's one is now like 23, one is 19, one's 18. And one thing I've learned is you can dole out advice all you want, but at the end of the day, they're either gonna they're going and 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 the thing is, I still remember this from listening to advice from my dad, which was sound advice, and I wouldn't take it. You sometimes you just, people got to learn their own lessons the hard way. You can't yeah. get upset about that stuff. It's like, I know. okay, they're either going to take your advice 
or they're not. And they're going to succeed or not based off of how they, you know, end up doing stuff. Exactly. Uh, Can't get mad about that stuff. Brew Crew Bomber here in chat says, Regal said on his podcast that he will hang out around the ring a day of dynamite and make himself available to those who want help. Regal says he never wants to be seen as a know-it-all and understands that sometimes the best help you can offer is to be available for the times when wrestlers need help but wants them to have the freedom to figure out their style and character on their own because that's how you grow. Now, the flip side, just to play devil's advocate here a little yeah. bit, maybe, may, just maybe, Punk being given probably a huge bag from Tony Khan, a big mm-hmm. amount of money, maybe part of that was, hey, I can also come in here and help develop the roster and be in that role. And maybe, and again, I'm doing this from from his standpoint, from a devil's advocate side, maybe he felt, I don't know about pressure, but maybe he felt he wouldn't be holding up his end of the bargain if he wasn't going around and doing this. And maybe there's frustration in, hey, this is part of my role is to dole out advice and and to teach you guys. And if you guys aren't going to pay attention, I'm not getting through to you. Maybe that's a source of frustration. I could see it possibly from that side. Because during the scrum, he did say, I've got a company to run here. He said, yeah, yeah that's, you know? that's what made me bring that point up. Yeah, right? so it's entirely possible that I thought about that, too. The the pressure of, of, of being the plus delta. Being the plus delta, you know, in terms of the financial aspect of the company, whether it was pressure he solely put on himself or maybe something like, you know, during discussions with Tony Khan was brought up. Hey, you could, yeah. help, you could help out in the locker room. That pressure, I'm sure the pressure of trying to regain the form of his prime in the ring uh, probably put pressure on him. I'm sure there's he put a lot of pressure on himself to uphold his end of the deal and put on good matches and tell good stories. You know, and I, thing, it seems yeah. like he has a very clear idea of what pro wrestling, of what he thinks pro wrestling is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that seems to be the case going all the way back to the Ring of Honor days because you go back even to those days. You know, Eddie Kingston brought up in their in their feud. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kevin Steen story, yeah, yeah, which is a small thing as he as he puts it, but you hear story after story of him going to people like you shouldn't do things this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin Steen's like, well, I wear a t shirt because I'm more comfortable with a t shirt, so that's why. Yeah, yeah. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Um, Melser has a few more details about the investigation. Oh, sorry. I skipped a a part here. Fifle Select has some more details. Uh, on uh, Punk and A Steel's side of, their, of the story with sources who have spoken to Punk having, quote, softened on the stance the Young Bucks definitely kicked down the door. Uh, Melser adds in the same vein in the newsletter, quote, stories that have gotten out 
are so completely different to some things that have gotten out, such as the idea the Young Bucks broke down or kicked down the dressing room door to get at Punk, have been denied even by the Punk side. The side's explanation was only that they got in the room quickly. Uh, the story of the Young Bucks breaking down the door or kicking down the door to get in was said to not be true by multiple people who would know, given that they got in late and there was no door <laughs> broken down. Uh, Damn nope. it! Damn it, damn it. No BTE trigger. Super kick the door. Any of that. Damn it. You know, I I can understand kicking the door down is a common phrase for just abruptly showing up. Yeah. You know, you have to kick the door down. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, that that, that was silly in the first place. It was. It was. So Melster has a few more details about the investigation uh, reporting in this week's newsletter. Quote, the company has brought in an independent firm to investigate and do video interviews with everyone in the room, which included all the names mentioned above. So Punk Steel, The Elite, uh, Daniels, Pat Buck, Nakazawa. Brandon Cutler, hopefully that's everybody, Mm. Uh, as well as many others, including a number of neutral parties who were in the room and were believed to have seen everything as it happened. The key names that would have that would have included were MJF Mm. and uh, Mega Perrick. Um, And then following up on early reports from Brian Alvarez that uh, Perrick entered the room with the Young Bucks, Meltzer stated, quote, it isn't clear if they, they being the Young Bucks, came with uh, Perrick or she was there for another reason, which makes the breaking down uh, of the door story ridiculous because nobody's going to do that in front of the head of legal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, Meltzer states that Punk uh, seems to have suffered a torn tricep uh, during his match with Mox on that suicide dive spot. He's expected to be out of the ring, assuming he returns to AEW at all for six to nine months. I mean, you would assume that pending the investigation, we'll find, or at, once the investigation is complete, we'll find out one way or another. Okay, is is Punk with the company anymore, or not? <clears throat> or not? <clears throat> the injury kind of complicates things in that they could theoretically not tell us jack shit, and 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 we wouldn't know for six nine months until he was ready to come back. I suspect that we'll we'll know one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, I guess the injury would provide them with a bit of cover though if they just kind of decide to quietly part ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that he's just he's out with injury and then just kind of never comes back. Yeah, I, I'm one thing I think we could probably say for certain it would be kind of shocking if CM Punk ever held that title again. Mm-hmm. You know, because at this point it's like, man, in the match, this first match back, the match where he got that title back, he got injured. Yep. You know, um, yep. I'm kind of. I mean, I guess I'm not terribly surprised. I mean, he had like a year long run wasn't a year i guess it was what nine months or so before he won the title yeah um of it was him, from august his first match was all out last year so late august early september to mm-hmm. may to may yeah so what are five so plus, what three, uh, eight, 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 eight months eight plus or so. months yeah um and and he was he he wrestled that entire time you know his style of match very physical putting everything out there that's one thing i always appreciate about cm punk and i wonder if if like what he does in the ring is very much the way he does things, you know, in life and in the locker room, it's like he puts everything out there. He gives it everything, and I guess he demands the same for the from the people around him. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, uh, you know, if he does come back to AEW, um, it seems like sort of a Brock part time role, maybe not, you know, away from the title is mm-hmm. the way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, as much as Tony Khan wanted him to be the guy. We always joke about the plus delta phrase. Uh, that's that's a, there's a lot of demand on your body for that, you know, yeah. especially if you expect him to, to pull rampages also. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know he's in his he's in his mid forties. I just it doesn't really seem realistic for that guy to to hold a championship and be expected to put on championship yeah. uh, a regular line of championship defenses. Certainly not the way like Mox does. Like Mox yeah. wrestles as much as he possibly. I mean, can. he Mox basically seemingly wants to wrestle every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You yeah. know. Uh, let's talk about John Gargano John. Uh, and whether he considered going to maybe AC, uh, ACW, AEW. Uh, so he appeared, John Gargano appeared on the latest episode of After the Bell as Corey Graves podcast and talked about if he considered going anywhere other than WWE. These transcripts are from Wrestling Inc. This is what John had to John. say. John. Obviously, it crossed my mind to go someplace other than WWE. I watched everything. I'm a wrestling fan at the end of the day. We're all just wrestling nerds. When I was a little kid, I dreamed becoming Intercontinental Champion. I dreamed becoming WWE Champion wrestling at WrestleMania. Those things hold so much weight for me because I don't know if 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line, if I can forgive myself for not trying. Yeah, man. The only, I guess the question is, like, if Vince was still there, would he have, A, yeah. had an offer to come back, and B, if he would have still done that? Um, so, yeah, kind, kind of interesting there. Uh, let's talk about this here real quick. Roman Reigns, prior to Clash of the Castle, Wrestle Votes had reported that there was some consideration within WWE Creative of Roman Reigns dropping the belt to Drew McIntyre. That did not end up happening. Mm-mm. WrestlingNews.co was reporting that quote WrestlingNews.co was told by someone familiar with the creative process that nothing has changed. There are still no plans for him to lose the title this year. And when Reigns turned heel in 2020, the plan at the time was for him to be the champion when he eventually wrestled The Rock. And Vince McMahon wanted Reigns to retain the title, and the idea was, and still is, for Reigns to become a top babyface. The source who is familiar with the creative process told WrestlingNews.co that Triple H is moving forward with the original plans, and the idea is still for Reigns to walk into WrestleMania as champion. The details on the match are not locked in, but the belief is that if the plans stay the same, Reigns would beat The Rock and then lose the title sometime after Mania. WrestlingNews.co followed up their source regarding WrestleVotes report, to which the sources stated, There was talk about Roman losing one of the belts to Drew, but I don't know if Hunter was seriously considering it or not. Um, This is interesting stuff and not terribly surprising. When I thought about it after the fact, number one, they did a terrific job, a terrific job of leading us to believe that, oh, Drew could win this. Mm -hmm. They did everything they could, and really in wrestling, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Like, mission accomplished on that front. I don't know how they're going to be able to convince us, for example, if Braun Strowman challenges. I don't, you know, that's going to be a bit different. I don't know if you can convince us that that Braun's going to take the titles. That being said, Triple H is in his second month on the job Mm -hmm. as head of creative. I Mm -hmm. think for Fox and USA, because they're going to be watching so intently, and by all accounts, you look at the ratings, his promotion, they got to be over the moon. I would think with, so. With with his performance so far. That being said, I don't know that you rock the boat if it's you're you're two months deep, and it's like, hey, this long term top of the line story that we're telling. With when I say top of the line, I mean top of the marquee. Roman Reigns is champion. Yeah. I don't know that you do that. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that that's the situation. Yeah, especially one of the the, the things in WWE that has consistently kind of been working mm-hmm. over the last basically a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know why you would rock the boat. Yeah. I don't, uh, you know, and I I still think it'd be at this point, you're so close to WrestleMania, relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. Anyways, you're six months away from it. 
You, you don't split the titles now. It, however, however you do it, uh, you you probably want to wait on the draft. I don't know the last we've heard about the draft. They were going to put it off, I think, right? Oh, this, I mean, last uh, initial the first indication we heard was it's going to be earlier. It was going to be earlier, but then I think after that, like yeah. we got another indication that it was going to be not soon. Yeah. Um, and that's one easy way to split the belts. I I don't know, man. I'm of the opinion. I still think this. Those belts need to be one title. You build up the Intercontinental the way you've been doing it. You build up the U.S. the way you've been doing mm-hmm. it. You have your champion. As long as they wrestle once every 30 days, you stick to that. Yeah. You know, uh, whoever your top champion is, uh, you wrestle every – and I know I obviously know that Roman hasn't done that, but after Roman, whoever takes yeah, it off yeah, from yeah, Cody. Yeah. Um, when Cody gets that title, you know, he's going to be one of those fighting champions. Yeah. And and as long as you have that, I like the idea that everybody's gunning for that one top spot because inevitably you end up with two guys where one is a top guy and the other guy's not. You end up with a Triple H and a JBL. Mm-hmm. And I've I've never really liked that situation. Yeah, I've never I've never been a fan of that. Same here. Same here. Yeah. It's. I mean, remember when they did the draft? We pitched the idea, one title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The universal title. The universal title, exactly. Yeah, you can continue to refer to it as the WWE Universal Title. I think that's great. It, it yeah. incorporates both the uh, the lineages of the mm-hmm. Universal and, of course, the WWE Title. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's got to be the way to go. You know, maybe it's some maybe after Mania when Cody gets them. You know, you you do the melding. You you meld it. Yeah, put it you through know. Raw Gate, huh? You put it through Raw Gate. Yeah, exactly. You make it purple. Oh, that'd be nice. It's red, but no, I don't like purple. Purple's no good. Look like I the know, cruiserweight you're not, title. You're not huge on purple. I know. Well, I mean, this has got to be like a deeper, oh, a deep, deeper purple. shade of purple. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, anyways, let's talk about impact results. Of course, we're on the we're on the victory road to Bound for Glory. Yes, uh, and uh, you know more stuff. Last night seems like Ed Edwards. Yeah, finally yeah. got rid of got rid of his Heath problem uh, by beating him. And then uh, I don't know how did that uh, how did that <laughs> dude there was seven minutes left in the show after he beat Heath and then he picked up the mic and I was like I'm sure Josh Alexander is gonna say no to joining Honor No More but I didn't watch the rest oh <laughs> I, you got I that cut right it off with like five minutes left yeah you got that right he said uh, Josh said uh, the side I'm on is the side that's opposite you and so then there's a huge brawl uh, Rich Swan comes out Heath joins in Matt Taven Mike Bennett. Uh, Kenny King all get involved, and it's just them all beating up baby faces. How the show ends. Okay. So at Victory Road, are we going to get a – because I know Victory Road is like – it's like for impact, it's like you know a B-level pay-per-view where they're doing stuff yeah. like – because you got Masha and, and Jordan Grace coming up. They, they're going to do a pick-your-poison thing uh, for Masha, instead, which obviously Masha's going to win that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's so a barbed wire like massacre a, match at, at Victory Road. Oh, that's going to be good, though. That's yeah, going to be – and that, that I don't really know. I have no idea who's going to win that match. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're going to do the knockouts tag title match there or at Bound for Glory. I don't recall whether uh, uh, Ty and Rosemary are going to get oh, there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, like, are we thinking it's going to be, like, Rich Swan and Josh Alexander versus two of the I don't know more Could guys? Be. Could be. Like Ed Edwards and the like PCO. I mean, so like, far the only two matches announced for Bound for Glory. It seems like there's ten, but only two are announced so far, and it's the the world title and the knockouts title mm-hmm, for Bound mm-hmm. for Glory. This yeah. Is, uh, anything I else? If Kenny King is still going to be doing the the X Division stuff with Mike Bailey. Oh, maybe. If they're going to do that at a maybe. Victory Road. 
Let's see, know. Victory Road, there's... At ba Bound for Glory is their big thing. At, Victor, at, at Bound yeah. for Glory, they'll probably do like an Ultimate X thing. Yeah, like I think a so. I think that'd be big Scott Demore's uh, announcement, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's only two matches announced for Victory Road. It's Barbed Wire Massacre and then Jordan Grace versus uh, TBA, the Pick Your Poison mm -hmm. bout. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, this is kind of cool. We've got uh, next week, it's been announced, Good Brothers versus Motor Shitty. Motor City. Motor Shitty. Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, throw it up. There you go. Uh, so that's cool. I mean, that's that's two tag, you know, because they mentioned, hey, we've never done this before, mm -hmm. uh, a proper tag match. That's kind of cool. It's a good win for Motor City Machine Guns now that maybe Good Brothers are on their way out of Impact. I know every time we think that that's the case. I know they they stick around. Yeah, they stick. There's a couple of really cool, well put together video packages, little short films. Oh, last the night. the violent the violent by design. That was one was really cool. good. And then. Did I not make note of the other one? Where is the other Somebody one? Oh, the Vincent PCO one, I thought. Oh, that was cool, yeah. It was well put together. I know like the, the source material is inherently a little cheesy, but it yeah. was well produced. Yeah. No, I, the Violent by Design one, I was like, holy shit, somebody really did a... Did, yeah, that last shot was really good. They were paying attention to cinematography class. The first one where like, the smoke was coming from uh, yeah. uh, Eric's uh, mouth, I thought was really, really well done. I was like, mm. oh, wow, what a great effect. Yeah, it was really yeah, well they, they've got some. They've got some really, some really talented people who I believe probably do a lot with very little. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to appreciate that, yep. man, because that's people who are just putting everything they have into yep. it as opposed to, oh, I'm just getting a paycheck here exactly. to make it look like generic wrestling show. Uh, it kicked off with Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Chris Bay Bullet Club versus Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Ace Austin had a ton of momentum. He was X Division champ when he joined Bullet Club, and all that's come to a halt. <laughs> yeah, Bullet Club has completely killed him. Since yeah. he joined Bullet Club, because, I don't know, I feel like he's taken a lot of L's. Bullet Club, in it's like the inverse. Like, if you're in Bullet Club on Impact... It's really not. It's really not much to. You're you're kind of dead, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Chris mm -hmm. Bay's uh, ring gear looked amazing, oh, yeah. though. Oh yeah. Oh my, It had like the Scott Hall drip going in mm -hmm. black and white. Oh my mm -hmm. god, it looked good. His stuff always looks amazing. But you're absolutely right, Ace Austin. He was. You know, it's. It was probably a good gamble to take. Like, hey, I'm going to be in Bullet Club, uh, and he'll get some more work in New Japan, which I know at the time he was. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, it, it really hasn't done much for him. Now he's just sort of stuck in Bullet Club stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Aussie Open, this was their Impact debut. They get the win. They're a they, lot of fun. That's they a are. Fun they're a good tag team. team. Right there. They yeah. hit uh, Chris Bay with a bunch of forms, and then Davis pins Chris Bay after Aussie Open hits their finish. Yeah, that's a cool-looking finish, too. Yep. Uh, after that, uh, we got Honor yeah. No More promo, our, a highlight for the show any week it happens. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Maria's hyping up. Now we're tag champions. The message has been heard. And the tag team titles are evidence of change around here. And then Kenny King's like, okay, yeah, look, that's great, guys. You know, look, this is awesome over here. But there's one thing that's missing, and it ain't the world title. No. My X Division title. He said, I've been, I should be three time X Division champion right now because of what happened. I got screwed last week. So it's good that you guys have that. That's good. Let's celebrate that. But what's important here, me getting that title back, I'm going to handle my business. I'll take care of this. Don't celebrate too much. Yeah. Wait Wait until, on that. Until. Until. Until I'm X Division champion. I'm Kenny King. 
Yes. And, and then, then and then of course, Ed Edwards is like, yeah, there can't be any doubt here. He's like, the only doubt we have in honor no more, the only person that we doubt is PCO. And right now, Vincent, he's taking care of that. He's cleansing him right now. Yeah. Spraying him down. <laughs> he's hosing him off. <laughs> and he's like, tonight I'm going to take care of Heath. And it's a perfect opportunity to show Josh Alexander that our side is the side to take on in this, to take in this war. And tonight, Josh is going to make that decision. Is he friend or foe? Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, then we got a Good Brothers interview. They're like, yeah, we lost tag tiles, but we're man enough to admit when we lose. But that just means if we win the tiles again, we'll be nine-time champions. We're not done with Honor No More, so Motor City Machine Guns step in. They're like, hey, we've never wrestled. How is yeah. that possible? Yeah. And then Gallo awesome. says, there's only room for one machine gun in Impact, and it's Carl Anderson. Carl says, oh, you know, though, Motor City Machine Guns, they're right. We've never wrestled. That's a bound for glory main event. And the Gallus goes, that's right. But we're going to do it next week. <laughs> he says, we're feeling generous. Next week, we're just going to do it on normal TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, Mickey James begins at the bottom mm-hmm. on her road to uh, retired or no. Uh, and then she beats uh, Rachel Rose for the win. Local competitor there. Yes. In, 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 they were in uh, Dallas. Dallas, right? yes. Yeah, they're in Dallas. Dallas. Uh, then we're backstage, and Mia Yim is talking to Scott Demore. Uh, Kenny King steps in mm-hmm. and says to Mia Yim, I need to have a conversation. He tells her to leave. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. And uh, he, again, he says, I'm missing my third X Division title. Here's the thing, Scott Demore. Th- those guys, back they got their tag titles, but I got screwed out of mine. So 
Yeah, let's fix that. Um, and, and says uh, your your refs reversed their decision, and I want and gave the title back to Mike Bailey. And Scott Demore says, I know you have a, a beef. It's not logical, but you have a beef. Uh, and Kenny says, I want another title shot. Scott Demore says, well, that train's already left the station. Mike Bailey has a title match with uh, uh, Mascara Dorado next week. But I got an announcement that might interest you. But I can tell you want to be in action tonight. So you get uh, Yuya uh, Yamura. Yamura, yeah. Yeah, tonight. I know. I, I've, I've been, I've, last night when I saw Yuya Yamura there, I was like, okay, I got to practice saying his name. I was doing that earlier too. Obviously, it didn't. No, that's good. You did great. Uh, and yeah, he said that match is happening right now. Yeah. Uh, but before that match, we had a Steve Macklin interview where, uh, of course, he's always asked about the relationship, the uh, the budding romance between him and Moose. And he's like, look, man, we're going into a barbed wire massacre match. Only a fool would go into that match without a strategy, but there's no deal with Moose. And then it's brought up that he's got to deal with Moose because they got a tag team match, like I think next week or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and he just kind of like, ugh. He's like, oh, damn it, strategy out the window. <laughs> uh, then we get Kenny King versus Yuya next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Kenny sends Yuya into the ring steps, and then Mia Yim comes down to ringside and gets in, in Kenny King's face. Uh, Kenny puts Yuya back in the ring, rolls him up, puts his feet on the rope. Mia pushes his feet off. Mm-hmm. So then Kenny... You know, sticks his his upper body outside of the ring through the ropes and starts giving me a crap and grabs her by the hair. Yeah, dude. Mm-mm. She kicks him, and then Yuya follows with a crossbody off the top to get the win. Yeah, man, we might have uh, Keith Lee might force this forbidden door back open. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I like I like how, how while Yuya's on uh, excursion. Seemingly, his gimmick is just his name with an exclamation point. Because on his trunks, it says Yuya with an exclamation point. Well, on his point. Tron, it was like, uh, uh, it wasn't Comic Sans, but it was like some comic book font. <laughs> yeah, right. Yuya! Yeah. Uh, anyways, after that, we had a crazy fucking crazed Sammy Callahan promo. He's all up and close to the to the camera, and he's holding it here, and he's got the fucking red. It's all red and stuff. He's yeah, like, I'm one stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He needs to solve his tech issues, man. His shit's always glitching out. I'm one step ahead of Moose. I'm the puppet master of pro wrestling. The death machine's always pulling the strings. Barbed wire massacre isn't going to be two on one. By the time a victory road comes around, I'm going to have Moose Mexley just throws thumbs up. Thumbs down. Good. Good. Yeah. And then we get this great uh, uh, violent by design video. Uh, short film, basically. So Diener is all atmospheric. It's great. So oh, Diener awesome. calls out Eric Young. And Eric Young says to him, is this what you want? Diener says yes. Because Diener goes, first says, Eric, no response. Well, Designer! Hold on, oh, yeah, hold on a second. So let's set the scene. It's night. It is night. And and there's there's like a, 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 an old crickety building. Or yes. I'm sorry, house. Yes. And, 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 and Diener is walking on this like country road yes. uh, to Young get to this house. Cigar. Eric Young is smoking a stogie. Yeah. And there's a car behind Diener. Mm-hmm. And so he's walking, like you said, very atmospheric yeah. and, and it's very moody. And then he gets to the house. Wasn't it a cover of Man of Constant Sorrow, too? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, what is with Impact and their music? They always have the fucking best music. And like half their theme songs have lyrics and shit. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't just some dude with garage band. Like no. they bring in fucking lyricists and, and vocalists and stuff. I mean, to be fair, like you can do some well-produced stuff in garage band. 
Yeah, I know, but you got to go the extra mile to have somebody write lyrics and yeah. then like and I know this is a cover. I'm talking about generally speaking, a lot of their theme songs have like lyrics to them. You got to bring somebody in as a vocalist and 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 fucking write these lyrics. Yeah. Uh it's really impressive. Yeah, it so, was really good. It was really good. Yeah, so and yeah. so uh so Eric Young asked Diener, "Do you see what's the essence of the design?" And Diener says, "Violence." violence. Eric, Eric Young goes, "Louder. Violence." And so Diener just continually yells louder and louder violence, and the camera widens out, and there's, I don't know, like a dozen people yeah. behind yeah, Diener, with all with yellow on. hoodies on. Hoodies, yeah. And they're all yelling violence, too, and the camera pulls up. Yeah. And as it pulls up, it's like all the surrounding area gets darker, and mm -hmm. so you can just barely make out everybody in the center of the of the frame. Yeah. And, and it's just they're still the yelling violence, violence, yeah. violence, as the camera pulls up higher and higher. It was really well yeah, done. Yeah, man. It's like Khan on SETI Alpha 6 or whatever. This is SETI five. Alpha 5. This is SETI. It's, they're on SETI Alpha 5. SETI Alpha 6. Check a, check off thought it was SETI Alpha 6. Yes. Anyways, after that, we had Chelsea Green versus Taya Valkyrie. Um, uh, oh, uh, yeah. So Jessica got involved here. She got on the... Uh, uh, so the ref at one point got distracted by Rosemary and Deanna going at it. Mm -hmm. uh, was late to count a pin after Taya gets a roll up on Chelsea. Chelsea kicks out of that. Jessica gets on the apron and then argue with the ref. Chelsea pokes Ty in the eyes, pushes her into Jessica, and then hits an unprettier for the win. Yep. Uh, after that, we got a Jordan Grace interview. She says that Masha is good. She's really good, but she truly believes that one of the reasons Masha is undefeated is her ability to psych her opponents out. They get the death warrant, and the, the match is over before it even starts. Her intimidation tactics are as good as her wrestling. And she says it may have worked on her other opponents, but it's not going to work on me. And then she opens the door to her, her locker room, and inside it's all darkly lit, and it says mm. Masha's going to kill you on one of the walls. Damn, dude. I just can't wait for the inevitable. Number one, fucking Impact has everybody in their knockouts division. It's like usually like a, I don't know, even an AEW, there's like maybe, I don't know, three or four of the the women's uh, the wrestlers in the women's division like have that sort of WWE production value to them in their design and everything. Mm, mm -hmm. In Impact, goddamn. Like you could see Killer Kelly, you could see Masha, you could see Jordan Grace all in WWE just the way they are. Just the way they mm -hmm. are. There's no dolling up that needs to happen. You know, sometimes man or woman doesn't matter. Coming from anywhere that isn't WWE, you get to WWE. Remember Jericho went from WCW to WWF? Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, he just came off like a like a superstar at that yeah. point. Yeah, they just know how to doll people up. Impact, they're ready to go. Yeah, and it's it's fucking awesome. It's so great that they put that much detail into it. Um, yeah, this was cool stuff. Somebody here mentioned in chat, who is this? Uh, Jorge says the channel Impact is on uh, has a lot of music documentaries and concerts during Impact. They mentioned uh, some sort of new show they have. Oh, there's a thing for Def, Le Def Leppard in Vegas. As well, okay. So this was different. It was like a uh, 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 funny, so, like silly mysteries in the music world. Why did Chris yeah. Christopherson steal an army plane? Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know, helicopter. but now I want to know. Heli army helicopter. I yeah. want to know why he did yeah. that shit. Was Chris Christopherson trying to put together his own version of the A Team? I mean, was he gonna? Was he trying to round up Willie and fucking Waylon? Maybe. And Johnny, maybe. Yeah, like the Highwaymen together. Go solve some crimes? Wasn't that their band together? Highwaymen? Some like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they had a song called Highwayman. Yeah. But they were the Highwaymen. They were the Highwaymen. 
So they're like, which wait, which one of us is the highway man? Who's prime highway man? It's probably Johnny. That's like that's like uh, who's the locker room leader? You don't want to say you're <laughs> Johnny. I'm highway man. So he's and then fucking Chris throws some trash on the ground. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> As the highway man, I'm asking all the highway men to pick up their garbage on the tour bus. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, so after that, we get a, a really well done Vincent PCO video package. And it's just like a sh- close up of PCO. And then Vincent's kind of sneaking into frame side to side talking to PCO. And of course, PCO is doing the thing. Uh, so Vincent says, I gave PCO new life. Our voices are in unison, but they also belong to the communal voice of honor no more. There could be no scent, dissent, sorry, no dissent, no doubt about their mission. Yeah, I don't, PCO never had any doubt about it. I'm sure, I don't even think PCO knows what their mission is. No. I get the feeling that a large chunk of his brain is just gone and only the functional pieces remain. That, yeah. that everything about his character says that that's who he is. Like, there's nothing there. So like this is all just falling on on death. Yeah, of, of all the people, the question there is sincerity and and and, and whatnot, and the honor no more's mission. PCO. I feel like if you say, "Hey, PCO, uh, go run through that wall," he would just go do it. Honestly, dude, it's like questioning the fucking motivations of a refrigerator. <laughs> it's like you're not, I'm not gonna walk up to my refrigerator and be like, "Listen, man, I feel like you don't understand my mission." <laughs> you're not gonna walk up to your refrigerator expecting to heat up your food for you. Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yes, I get that. It's like, are you going to turn on us, refrigerator? No, it's a refrigerator. It's functional. PCO is merely function yes. at this point. It, it has, is 100% yeah. function. Yeah, it's, it's function. And we all know what PCO's purpose is. There is no ego there whatsoever. No. That is completely no. gone. I'm no. not sure which of the three, ego, id, and the other thing, is mere super, function. Super ego. Super yeah. ego, yeah. I th- there's no super ego or ego. Maybe it's just it. I don't know what it is. Uh, then we get uh, Bupinder. Goozer taking on uh, Brian Myers for the digital media title. Mm-hmm. Um, so Myers hits a DDT and Bupinder kicks out. And so Myers goes ringside to grab the title. He puts it on the apron. He's like giving the timekeeper crap or something. Mm-hmm. And so Bupinder grabs it and they're in the ring playing tug of war. Yeah. So Bupinder gets it, ducks the clothesline for Myers, and then he hits Myers with the title. So Myers wins by DQ, but Bupinder just like, all right, fine. He literally shrugs. He shrugged, yeah. And then takes the belt and leaves. Yeah, he was like, ah, it happens. He was like, I got this guy's number. I'm out of here. After that, uh, uh, Tasha Steele's talking to Savannah Evans backstage. Gail Kim steps in and says, hey, I've got a request from Killer Kelly. Tasha's like, oh, of course you do. I bet uh, she she, uh, wants to meet face-to-face. And Gail says, well, Kelly has a match against Alicia next week, and she wants you on commentary. She's like, why did you want me on commentary? She's like, because Killer Kelly likes when people watch. Terrifying. Absolutely mm-hmm. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, backstage, uh, Meyer, Brian Myers is yelling at uh, Goozer. Uh, says, get my belt back. And security is keeping him apart. Scott DeMore steps in. <laughs> he called in. him a cheater. That cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, he's like, give, give him the belt back. And he does. He says, you guys are going to have a ladder, Mitch, for the no, title he tells, in he tells two Pinder, give me the belt. Not the oh, oh he, he gets it back. Okay. Yeah. I just saw a lot of yelling, and then I think I made a sandwich or something. Oh, that sounds so good. So there you go. Yeah, that wasn't. Uh, after oh, that, we I'm sorry had, to hear that, Steve. That's okay. It was just I didn't expect much from it. I just, what, what, what was it? What kind of sandwich? It was, was it? like some fucking turkey meat with some cheese and mustard and mayo on a hamburger bun. 
But I didn't like put any seasoning or fucking heat up the. I didn't do anything special. You didn't make any it. effort to make it delicious. I, <laughs> what I, you're just saying. Need, I just need this to be functional. I need the PCO yeah. of sandwiches. You need the PCO man. lunch, huh? <laughs> He's the lunchable of wrestling. There's, there's no <laughs> doubt what the sandwich will do and how you feel about it. <laughs> right. It's not going to turn on me. It's not going to make me sick. But it's also not going to, like, you know, delight my Like, senses. really satisfy, yes, or, or titillate your. <laughs> Your taste buds. Yeah, it was my. It was mildly better than uh, than the sa- the sad sandwiches on un- unsolved mysteries. Me and the enforcer watched. Mm. Yeah, but it's uh, all good. Uh, then we had our main event: Ed Edwards. Yeah, yeah, taking on Heath. Heath. So Heath hits Edwards with a, a wake up call, and Edwards kind of rolls towards the rope. So Mike Bennett hits the ring. Heath hits him with a wake up call. So the ref is kind of like checking and trying to get Bennett out of the ring. While that's happening, Eddie hits a low blow, follows with a Boston knee party to get the win, and then he grabs the mic and says, now that I've taken care of Heath, it's time to handle uh, other business. Uh, I and Honor No More have chosen our side of the war. Now it's time for someone else to make their choice. Josh Alexander, Uh come to this ring right now. And so Josh Alexander walks out, and Edward says, just because we're – this is all the same stuff you said like the last three Dude, I know. Just because we're opponents doesn't mean you have to be enemies. Uh, we'll go to battle at Bound for Glory, but there's a war going on. And then Josh says, Eddie, do you really think this whole industry is against you? And Eddie just goes, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's going on. And and I'm here to help you because I've been where you are now. I've been blinded by the adulation of the fans, been led astray by the empty promises of impact. But now I see clearly and now so can you, Josh. It's time for you to make the right choice. Oh, sorry, the choice right now. Which side of this war are you going to be on? <clears throat> and Josh Ed, uh, Alexander comes down with his headgear, and he puts that on. And he says, I'm on the side, whatever side is opposite across from you. Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait for Bound for Glory. We can do this now. Uh, before he can really do much uh, to Edwards, Bennett gets in the ring. Alexander just kind of really casually boots him out, hits Eddie with a couple of German suplexes. Kenny King hits the ring. He lays into Josh in the corner. Heath uh, joins in. The brawl. He's eventually overwhelmed by Honor No More. Rich Swan runs to the ring to make the save, and then Matt Taven runs to the ring to join in, and it's just a massive brawl. That Honor No More is just beating everybody up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that's your impact. We got a SmackDown tonight. Uh, we with like three little previews here. Of yeah. course, Braun Strowman is going to waddle into SmackDown. Well, says Roar is uh, here. Yeah, well, I changed it because let's be honest, he's not, he might roar, yeah, but he's going to waddle. Approaching SmackDown, he's totally going to be doing the, the waddle that he does. Yeah. He walks like Torgo. Uh, a fatal five-way elimination match is going to determine SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan's Extreme Rules Challenger. Do we know who's in that match? Is Shayna Baszler in it for the rematch? There was a – here, I'll pull up the thumbnail. and I'm sure it says there. Right on. And then the Street Profits. Join forces with Hit Row against Los Lotharios and Max Melmodo. So the competitors in the five-way match, elimination match, are Zia Lee, Sonya Deville, Ronda Rousey, Natalia, and Lacey Evans. No Shayna Baszler? No Shayna Baszler. Okay. Well, I guess that's that's one and done. Wait, what was it again? It was Sonya Deville, it's, Natalia. It's Zia Lee, Sonya Deville, Ronda Rousey, Natalia, and Lacey Evans. Oh, Extreme rules. I feel like Ronda Rousey is not going to be an extreme rules. Thing, and she's just been probably, talking about how much she enjoys not being in the title picture too. I wonder. I, I get the feeling they got to They got to have Liv beat Ronda Rousey, like legit, not just mm-hmm. that fucking wonk ass shit they mm-hmm. did last time. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you want to answer a couple of questions? Yeah, I put up a thread. A questions. We, we got some time here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do this. All right, we got a couple here. Uh, a white brownie says, with tonight being Solo Sokoa's main roster debut and possibly Legato's in the near future, do mm -hmm. you think more fans will be inclined to watch NXT now as a way to become more familiar with the upcoming talent? I mean, if they treat them right, that's always that always should be a goal. Yeah, man. if there's continuity between NXT and main roster. and I mean, I guess that's the idea of having NXT talent make kind of impactful debuts and then having main roster talent in NXT mm -hmm, yeah. just to get eyeballs on NXT. See yeah, if it happens. I get. Here's the thing, though. I honestly think that that's a possibility. But when they watch NXT, I mean, NXT's ratings are usually pretty like steady. Yeah, they're pretty. Consistent. It's like I don't know. I didn't see what it was this week. It's, but I feel like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Let's say it's usually mid six hundreds with like mid six hundreds. Yeah, right. That's usually what it is. NXT needs desperately to start building the buzz they used to have. And if they can do that, then people will start tuning in, I think, a bit more to NXT. Um, but, yeah, before, unless they do that, unless they build some real buzz, because it has nothing. There is no buzz whatsoever coming out of NXT. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sort of over it at this point. Like, it's, it's fun to talk about sometimes because some shit's, like, unintentionally funny. But, like, I don't know. Unless it's... Unless it's like Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, and they do have they got some good stuff going on the women's division, especially now that Mako's there. Mm -hmm. um, so they have some pieces, and then Tyler Bates there. I mean, Tyler Bates and Jordan Devlin's going to be a good match. Yeah. Um, but like they just they desperately need to build some buzz, and it's just the way it's 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 formatted now, and the way they do it now, it's just it's it's not there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard Homer here asks, is Punk the living embodiment of Die Hero or live long enough to become a villain? I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I don't know. He He's obviously frustrated by stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and if, if, if this all comes down to his inability or unwillingness to adapt to the times of pro wrestling then it's just one of those things that happens, you know? There there's if he's if he's just one of those guys who feels like pro wrestling is a certain thing and has to be conducted in a certain way and is unwilling to bend from that philosophy. It's just it's just one of those things. Yeah, I yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I mean obviously there's a lot of there's his personality and the personalities of others in the locker room just don't seem to be on the same page. They don't mm -hmm. seem to gel. I don't think that's anybody being a villain. No, I don't think I so. I just either. think it's somebody who has a lot of frustrations. People like to get pretty dramatic about stuff, but I don't think it's all that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Faker says, what do you think Dom Mysterio's ceiling is in WWE? I think it's way too early to tell. Like, I have no idea what they can unlock from this guy. He's really young, and yeah. I think like just even ten more years of experience, and he'd only be whatever thirty two. He'd be in his early thirties, yeah. Which is yeah, you know, that's not even like pro wrestler's peak is what mid thirties. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, I mean, first things first, he needs to establish his identity as a character, mm -hmm. and hopefully, this heel turn will lead to that. Because mm -hmm. you know, as we've seen, heels have more liberty to 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 do things and generally seemingly have more fun. Mm -hmm. 
you know, because they're not bound by the typical tropes of baby faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's up, it's on him to explore that, come up with the character that will hopefully resonate with fans and 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 establish a ring style that 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 uh, complements his character. So we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Three trailers down says if the elite leave all elite wrestling, they're going to change the name from all elite wrestling. No, that's the brand. It's what it's going to stay. That's the brand. But like, it's, it's, you know, it's like their name is in the title. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, white Brownie here says drew versus solo. No DQ is tonight's main event. That'll be awesome. Oh, shit. Oh, man. What a great spot for Solo yeah. Sokoa. That's I'm not going to have a clean finish in that bout, but that's super cool. Uh, Dex here asks, we'll end on this one. What do you think uh, Impact should do to get to the next level? So the problem is they're on a TV station that nobody watches. Uh, and if, And the thing is that station owns Impact Wrestling, so I'm not sure how interested they would no, be in like well, moving I, the, them to the parent company channel. of impact owns the station right right yeah 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 um i honestly don't know like like aew has all the resources to get like the big names that are out of wwe mm-hmm. impact has a killer roster they really do i'll i'll say this yeah and, you know the the whatever resources they have, that's the resources they have. Unless someone else, uh, right, of, yeah. of, of great means buys Anthem, yeah, that's probably not going to change. Mm-hmm. What they do have is a, is a loaded roster, mm-hmm. and Gail Kim and Scott Demore. Mm-hmm. And if they can come up with a storyline that really captures the imagination of wrestling viewers and gets a lot of really good storyline or storylines that really captures the imaginations of wrestling fans and via word of mouth, people start saying, you got to watch impact. There's some really cool stuff going on there at this juncture, considering the situation they're in, that's going to get them more eyeballs than anything else. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of a pessimist in that. I don't even know that the greatest storyline in wrestling would, 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 would do that. Oh, I'd be pessimistic about that as well. Yeah. Just because, and I think, don't get me wrong, they should always be aiming to tell great stories. And I think they do a phenomenal job with what they have. It's just, you know, we talk about often, Rampage could have the best fucking matches in in the world. They could have the best stuff. They had mm-hmm. CM Punk. They had Moxley. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to do more than whatever their ceiling is, like 700,000 yeah. or whatever. It's a terrible time slot. Where you take a terrible time slot, and then you put it on... And and Thursday at five is a fine time slot. It's on it's on it's, it's on, on a, a network channel. that people can actually watch. Yeah, it's on a yeah. Rampage is on a is on a network that people can watch. Impact isn't even close to yeah. that. Like it's it's in a, the worst. I mean, Impact has the place. benefit of running their weekly TV on a platform that everybody has access to, and that's YouTube. Yeah, but that's not that's not cable TV. That's oh, not I know. like the I prestige know. of of cable TV. Um, honestly, like it's, it's, they would need billionaire money to put into it and they would need a a, a channel that people have access to. And if you have billionaire resources, 
you can get bigger names like a Jericho, like a Danielson, like a Mox. You know, I mean, from what we've read, Freddie Prince Jr. is trying to put together something mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. I, I I wish him all the luck in the world. I think that's great. I don't know who he's going to be able to bring to his company. That's not going to – already couldn't get to AEW or WWE if they wanted to wrestle. Yeah. yeah. You know, like why would Bray Wyatt go to a brand-new company when he could go to AEW if he wants a basically brand-new company? They've only yeah, been around yeah. for a couple of yeah. years. Yeah. So, uh, rugby fan asked, is Impact the hidden gem of wrestling today? It's far and away the most consistent show. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Impact. I really enjoy Impact. They so, treat all their divisions really well. They do. Yeah, they do a phenomenal job. You feel like focus is is generally given equally to, to, to all their divisions. Mm-hmm. And week in and week out, creatively, it's the most consistent show probably on, on TV. Yeah. In terms of wrestling. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We're going to be watching SmackDown Live tonight at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. So be sure to hang out with us for that. We appreciate it. Uh, All you friendos tuning in. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.